Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Thank you, Adam Zwar and the TVTP US Army Big Band Orchestra brought to you this week by Daxons, the short in leg, long in back, high in cuteness dog the whole family can enjoy. Welcome listeners to episode sweet 16 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. I am Dr. Robbie Anderton and I'm joined by the man whose steely gaze and cool hand under pressure you would turn to when the ref points to the penalty spot. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going, mate? Oh, good, mate. Bit of Millet Yedinak you reckon uh, oh, channeling. A- absolutely. You don't quite have the same hirsuteness of the beard, <laughs> though, but, you know, you're the man to turn to in a, in a pinch, man. Hey, did you see the post on Instagram? Who wore it better? I did with, with see the big that. big handlebar moustache. That was a that, friend Coco. <laughs> that, that was an enormous big moustache. Was that, that glued on there, was it? No, was that's it? genuine. That's not genuine, is it? Yeah, really? Genuine. yeah, mate. Gee whiz, how long were you growing I, I, that? I grew the full hipster beard for a long time. Yeah, right. Just, just to, really, just to annoy Deb, my yeah. wife. And no how did that go? Reason. Out of 10? <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. Well, annoyment. Yes, annoyment level of, out of yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah 10. 10, yeah, nice. Definitely annoyment. And then I thought, I can't just shave it all off. I've got to go and stay. So I went the handlebar, yeah, right, and just eased into shaving it off back to back to just the uh, the trimmed up beard I've got now. So nice one. Did you did you go for the the uh, the the Van Dyke as well before you went the handlebar? Like you just had it around the lips and down oh, under the chin? No, or? no, just went the handlebar straight in. The handlebar straight, straight in, straight in. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And how long did you handlebar it for? Oh, I can't remember. I reckon it was a good couple of weeks. You know, yeah, got some right. good use out of it. You know, the consults are interesting when uh, people <laughs> haven't met you before and they go, what's going on with this guy? Yeah, we got Dr. Lewis Kirkham from the Finks here today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But Sweet 16, mate, we made it. We made know? it to 16 sweet as well. Si- How good's that? Sweet 16, never been kissed. It's good. Well, well, the podcast never been or, kissed because Charlie or, Pickering still hasn't or, got in contact with us. Yeah, or never been sponsored. Never been <laughs> sponsored still. No, we've sent out some. Uh, uh, sent, out a cu- sent out a couple of emails to possible sponsors. Sponsors, so if those sponsors are listening to this, you know, this, this your name could be here. Hang on, what's? Yep, that's crickets. I can hear crickets, in the background. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, just definitely. crickets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're the same number of crickets as it seems like the people that are interested in the Australian cricket team over oh, in England at the moment too. Uh, we pathetic. Oh, eh? gee whiz! Yeah. It's um, you know, after after all the rubbish that's happened with the the sandpaper saga and all that sort of stuff, then you go over and have an insipid turnout. At least it's happening in England and not here. Oh. And and the reality is, it's in the middle of the night and everyone's watching the the soccer the in the soccer middle of the night anyway. Something else to focus on. It's, exactly. It's better, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's ignoring the yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. How's your week been, mate? What have uh, you been doing? Yeah, no. So it's been uh, been a good week at work this week. We've had um, you know a fair bit, uh, fair bit on. You know, you know those days where you you start off the day and there's there's it's just a snowstorm as far as on the on the books. It's just all white, and then yep. suddenly by the end of the day, you know you're just chockers with consults. Right, you know, just fully so, booked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know the the consults that are getting booked in through the day, they're not generally the easy ones. They're usually the ones that are yeah. You know, which is it's good that we've got the spots there to be able to fit them in so and because we never turn anyone away you know yes. like there's um there's there are um 
you know, other uh, places where they go, hey, you know what? Sorry, we're full. Booked, we don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we we can't see you today. You know, I don't know what uh, what you guys are like there, but I mean, it's generally a thing of you know, we'll, we'll fit you in. We'll oh, make anything, a, anything urgent, we'll book in a course, and and you know, if it's a, just maybe a vaccination that's you know just not due for a while, and we might go. Oh, what about tomorrow? But, no emergency but vaccinations. Anything, but but, but yeah. at the Waverley Animal Hospital, you'll see everything. Oh, you, you, yeah. we'll, we'll get you in. in. We'll find a way. Fantastic. We'll find a way. We'll do what we can to get you. In. Fantastic, yeah. mate. Uh, what, what else? Anything? Any exciting? Any news? Any vet news? So yes. So um, I wanted to tell you a story today, mate. So oh. I wanted to tell you a little story about Willie. Love right. a story. Little ja- Willie, Jack and Diane. There, there, oh, no. there, little a little ditty about <laughs> about about Willie and his dodgy liver. All right? right. So so um, it was a, a few Saturdays ago, and we had little Willie's like a fourteen year old um Jack Russell uh, Chihuahua cross dog. Yes. Um, all names have been changed. All names have been changed. Um, and, and I've got Willie's um owner's owner's permission to talk through a story because this is astounding. It'll blow your mind, Lewis. Right? So sorry, didn't In case people think it's Willie, it's Willie with a Y. Willie with a Just Y. Just so people don't get confused. And think it's Willie with an I. Yes, they yeah, might yeah, that's know right. Willie yeah, with yeah. An or, or, I. It's Willie with a Y. Or Willie I E. Yeah, yeah, that's like, right. Like, as yeah. in Willie Nelson yes. style. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry, yeah. So, so Willie came in on a Saturday morning. Was just feeling a little bit off, Lewis. You know, like he's um didn't eat his breakfast the same way. He was a little bit quiet. He vomited once the day before, yeah. and um, you know, and and little Willie's a, a firecracker. You know, like when he comes in, you know, he's on um a, a pentasan injections for arthritis, and so whenever he comes in for those. We've got to muzzle him because we know that Willie, you know, he loves the visit, enjoys it. He's he's good for it for the check, and then once he once I start getting towards the the end part, as soon as I, he, I go around near his back, he starts to get the growl on. It's like, okay, Willie, we're going to pop the muzzle on you, mate. Yeah. So so yeah. so um, but Willie was much more handleable than what he used to be, and uh, so it's always and, a worry. And it? so I said to the owners, look, okay, right, well, you know, he, he's this this obviously isn't Willie. You know, I've I've got to know Willie pretty well over the last few years, and I know that this isn't Willie. I think we should run some blood tests, see what's going on. Or give him a, he's vomited, give him an anti-nausea injection, give him a pain-killing injection. He was a little bit tense in his tummy. Um, and, you know, option of putting on fluids. Now, look, we'll take him home and see what we can do. No problems. So I get back in the next day, get in there on the Sunday, um, and looking at his blood results. Now, um, his liver enzymes were elevated. Okay? Yes. Now, yes. Um, without sort of going into the multitudes of the different things, there there's three or four different liver enzymes that we look at. Um, what do you reckon is the highest L-A-L-T, alkaline transferase? Actually, we should have got Deb in for this and find, find yeah, out from her. Yeah, she'd have a comment. Yeah. So, um, so the, what's the highest one you reckon you've seen in a dog? A-L-T, what's oh, the highest one? Wow, you put him on the spot there, mate. What's the high end of normal? It depends on the machine and the calibration, I think. But Yeah, I, I think like in the you know, hundreds, 120, something like yeah, that. for an know? A-L-T, look, it, probably, it might get 3,000, something like that. 3,000, yeah. 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 Yeah, oh, I don't know. My, mine would have been more than that. What would have been around that that yeah. sort of mark as well? So it came in on the Sunday saying greater than two thousand dilution to be done oh, tomorrow. Yes, yes. So right. so I thought, wow, okay, yeah. well that's going to be pretty big. And the rest of his liver enzymes were up as well. So his yeah. ALP was like eight and a half thousand. Yeah. His um, his AST was up in the up in the multiple thousands as well. High, high, high. Yeah. Rang up the owners and they go, oh, look, he's he's actually doing okay. You know, like he's eating a little bit, he's drinking a little bit, he hasn't had any more vomiting. So we brought him in. I said, look, you know, we'll give him an antibiotic injection and we'll see how he yeah. goes. So something's know? going on with the liver, isn't it? Something's, something's happening really with serious. the liver. Those yeah, enzymes yeah. are off the roof. 
So we get in the next day, the pathologist has come back in and has done the thunder dilution. The ALT was 50,000. Oh, 50,000. 50,000, right? Oh, my you know? goodness. So, so you know, I'm thinking, my goodness, this dog's got to be just about dead with wow. an ALT like this. That's a real Ill- insult to the liver somewhere, isn't there? Oh, Something's goodness. really hurt the liver. Yeah, so so I've um, rung up the owner and said, um, uh, how's he going today? Expecting to be, no, he's no good. We're going to have to put him on a drip or, you know, yeah. worse, make a decision of, you know, are we actually going to pursue further treatment yeah, given that he's going? old? Yeah, Oh, look, he's eating a little bit better today. He's still not 100%, but he's getting a little bit better each day. Okie dokie, no problems at all. We'll keep going on with the antibiotics then. A few days later, oh, yeah, he's pretty well back to normal again. Wow. You know? Um, so it's just, it is it is crazy. So 50,000 yeah. on this ALT. And so I said to the owners, I said, look, I'll be honest with you, this is almost worthwhile ringing up the Guinness Book of World Records <laughs> on because this is ridiculous, you know, yeah. of, how, of how high up it was. So the only thing that I reckon must have been happening with this dog, so, you know, again, you know, looking at the multitude of things that your liver will yeah. do, I mean, its main job is that it filters the blood and cleans the blood out from everything it absorbs up from the gut. Yep. So yep. I reckon what Willie's done is he's got into some sort of a toxin. Yeah. And that toxin has has just just flooded his uh, yeah. his liver and just popped all of these liver cells and so because that's where the liver enzymes yeah. come from they yeah. come fr- they usually they damage live, the liver in it exactly yeah. yeah leaky liver cells and you get these liver enzymes going up Curve, um, curveball mate. Any yeah. any mushrooms in the backyard? Well, that's what I was asking, and that's yeah. what that's what's up the top of my list yeah. was a mycotoxin. So something that it's got from some sort of a fungus or something yeah. like that. So I reckon the other times where I've seen dogs that have had these r- ridiculously high, but obviously not Willy ridiculously high. Um, <laughs> Willy ridiculous. Yeah, really, really, really <laughs> ridiculous. Um, you know, a lot of them have been um, have been uh, yeah fungal toxins and things like that. Yeah, you know, we're eating composts and and rubbish yeah. like that. So insane. He's doing fine. He's doing so, fine. Is yeah, he? yeah. Have you repeated so, the bloods or not lately? Uh, uh, the, the owners have had to go away actually. Oh, so right. um so oh actually no no we did do it um it, there was this was last weekend actually yeah so it was on Monday that we did them so this was um two weeks later um and it had come back down to because his liver enzymes have been up a little bit in the past anyway yeah right. Um, um, it's common in older dogs. Common in older Sometimes dogs, yeah. Um, yep. And um, and and yeah, they've come back down to almost where they've been in the past. So isn't, isn't the the body amazing what right. it can do? You know, like the liver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So regenerative, able to sort of look after itself and and obviously deal with that massive toxic insult, whatever's happened. Yeah. And just to, to dog seems okay, a little bit sick for a few days. Back to normal. Seems a little bit off, but now all yep. of a sudden he's back again. Yep. So he's, he's eating the worm in the tequila bottle, <laughs> and he's he's back he's back on track now. <laughs> it's the worm. It's, it's the worm. I wondered what the salt was doing on his um, on his little paw, and why he had the why he smelled of lemon juice. Yeah, you know? <laughs> the lemon juice in his beard. Yeah, yeah well, he's a chihuahua, you know. So yeah, you know? so it's oh, not pet, bad for him. How pet. about you, mate? What do you got on your list of oh, uh, fun mate, things for now, the week? Look, Daily Telegraph this week, fantastic little article. Yeah, what's it got going uh, on? Dating with your dog is now a thing. Wow. As in as in taking your dog on a date or taking your dog for a date? Well, if I read from the article, stopping someone in the street to comment on their puppy is once a way of meeting people. Sure was. Still probably is. Yes. Today the dating scene has been taken over by technology and Tinder and traditional methods. Like Unless you're a rhino. Doesn't work yeah, if you're no, a rhino. No, it doesn't. That's, well, that's the point. Yeah, yep. Yeah. At poor Sedan, 
like connecting uh, and traditional methods like connecting over a love of animals seem distant, belonging to an age before ours. Oh. Did you, Christina, you met over the love of animals, mate, at vet school? Or, um, or more, more the love of a, a, a bit of a party and a, <laughs> and a quiet drink, uh, maybe? Or? Uh, it was actually a chupa chup, believe it or not. Right. Yeah, nice. yeah. Um, the, um, the, the, the pass the pop. Challenge it at um, you know. I don't know whether or not <laughs> this is going to have to go on the black no. the black label one, and um, I wouldn't take it. I, I Christina tried to offer me the pop, and I go, no, no, thank you really? very much. Yeah, I'm not, you turned down the herpes pop. Turn, mate. turn down the herpes pop, yeah, and that's why my lips are just so pristine, mate. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to cover it over with a beard now. No, um, no, it didn't take it, and that and that was what um uh, got Christina's wow. interest. Believe it or really? not, really, was the yeah, yeah right. My, 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 my impeccable personal was hygiene. It, was it because it wasn't the uh, strawberry and cream? It was <laughs> the cola. Was yeah, that what it has a cola yeah. shop yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's a, that's against blue, blueberry. Bah. <laughs> bah. Anyway, so back to the story. Yes. Canberra single Tatum Brown is changing all that. Right. She's started Sydney's first ever dating with dogs as an event for dog-loving singles aged 20 to 45. Right, yes. So we could still get a Guernsey, mate, if we weren't happily married. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And we'll play host to a fun... It's getting tight, though. It's getting, we're getting up to the far <laughs> end of that then, aren't we, you know? Play host to a fun, flirty and fundraising afternoon for locals looking for love. Right, there you go. And their furry friends. There are instant topics to talk about, and it's getting back to old school ways of meeting people and getting the stigma out of meeting people online too. Right. I was reading a study. Yes. what uh, Tatum says. Yes. I was reading a study on how dogs make you more attractive. Right. And I do know you're a dog owner, Robbie. I am, And I'm yes. not. Yes. Now, there's. does that mean you are an attractive, more attractive member of the human race than myself? Well, I have been trying to delete those comments off the social media so you don't see it and get yourself out. No, I don't. I, that, that, I don't was, think. that was, mate, because you put up that one of you, like Greg Norman style. <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> That is horrible. That is pretending to bath Rosie, but no, mate, you just you just showing just off the cover yourself in the suds. That's yeah, right. yeah, showing, showing off the guns. <laughs> oh, that photo you know, destroyed the internet. Oh, that was oh, terrible. How is that possible? Uh, anyway, so when a man has a dog, a woman is more likely to give her phone number. Really? So this is a good start. Now, wow. was this a double-blind controlled study, mate? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, have are you getting a lot of phone numbers walking Rosie or no. 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 No, no, no I'm not. No, no, but I am walking around with kids though. So yeah, so so they can see kids. the baggage there. Yeah, kids and and the not interested look on your nah. face. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, and so she's hosting this this function. Yes. Tatum herself has tried Tinder and Bumble and all of that. Right. Whatever all of that is. All of that is, yeah. But unfortunately, these apps have a bad reputation. Well, yes. I just think it's about being more traditional and about dating and bringing the right eligible people out of the woodwork. People who are open to a relationship, not just looking for a good time. Yeah, absolutely. So, Tatum, so, you know... I'm just wondering, how do owners meet at these functions? Are we, you know, they've got the dog in tow. Is there, is it a handshake or is it a sniff of certain, where, where are we going? I was waiting for that one, mate. That's the, um, if, uh, yeah, that, that was the, uh, you know, you don't want to bury the lead on that one. Absolutely. You know, um, you, I mean, it, all jokes aside, it's actually a pretty good idea too, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's the, you, you see, you know, you can get a pretty good idea of the way that people are by the way that they treat 
their pets, you know. Yeah, um, well, that's true. And yeah. often often the, 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 the dog will know, like somebody, that people often say, oh, I knew that guy wasn't right for me or that lady wasn't right because my dog didn't like them. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. It's a really common thing they say. I should have listened to the dog from the start. Oh, the dog, the dog knew. Yeah, yeah. The dog knew the dog told me to swipe right. And I swipe left. I don't know whichever way is <laughs> yeah. white. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but no, that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought the, um, as soon as you're telling the story, that, oh, there's a bum sniffing reference you in reckon? here. There's yeah, got to be. There's got set up for Lewis. There's got to be. There might yeah. be a special corner there for it, though. You know, like the, the bum sniffers corner, oh. because because you don't want people to feel like they have to sniff bums if they don't want to. Yeah, well, it's you a, need a yeah. safe place to sniff a bum oh, if you want to, or a safe word even. A maybe safe if, word. If you've had enough of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the safe, yeah, it's safe word to get out of the sniffing competition. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, she's running a function, but the the sad news is I've got of it is it's actually on tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, it's on tonight. So. Uh, so, so tomorrow, tomorrow. This is Saturday, uh, so it's on tomorrow, right? And unfortunately, this podcast won't go out till next week. So, <laughs> listeners, you've missed it. But, but if anyone goes to it, why don't, why don't you let us know what's going on? Exactly. How Any about singles that? out there? And she did actually. There was a, a section where she said she's had one of these functions before, right? Yes. And since her cam- first Canberra event, the 31 year old single woman said she had news of two loved up couples. Nice. So that's 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 a better hit and miss ratio than the Bachelor, I reckon. Well, absolutely, yeah. Bachelor only gets one loved up couple. Well, that's um that, that's what I was hoping was going to happen, like a um a, a perfect match style. Where are they yeah, now? You know, yeah. like a are they still together? Do the of the of the dogs gotten along? You well, know, that's right. When it well, well, unfortunately, it seems like Tatum's had an event and she's still single. So so good. Best of luck for t- <laughs> for tomorrow, Tatum. <laughs> Well, well, yeah. Hopefully, this is the last one you have to organise, Taylor. That's and then right, after yeah. that, you just uh, then organising the mothers' group ones yeah, for all the next right. catch Hopefully, it's you and your partner organising the yeah. next one. And, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. that's good. Oh, maybe we should. Um, if, if they got like a um, a social media uh, thing for that, because well, we could, um, you know, tap and go, "Hey, look, we've mentioned you on the podcast. How about you give us a, you know, give us a little pluggy plug?" Well, and maybe. Well, she, it is run for charity, so it's all well, about the well, there uh, you go. Adope, adopt. Sorry, adopt don't shop foundation. So. Oh, that's think, good. I think all proceeds are going towards that and the Golden Oldies Animal Rescue. Oh, a nice one. So, yep. um, so certainly, yeah, good, good cause there. And um, maybe, we, maybe we can send Tatum an email, and maybe later in the week, and just get an update on success and uh, ha- how things. Sounds how things went. good. Yeah. Anyway, mate, you've got some uh, some update on the on the pet food situation. Well, well, well yeah, just a little. Um, I guess a a sous a, a different sort of angle of um of of approach for the um. Uh, for the pet foods thing, so you know, it's no further information on the advanced vet care derm, uh, the advanced um, derma care, advanced derma care food and causing the mega esophagus. But um, yes. uh, all the AVA members received uh, an update during the week about a uh, a story on ABC uh, ABC seven thirty program from Tuesday night. Did you watch the actual? No, I program? didn't see it, mate. No, no. 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 Um, uh, I. I didn't watch it either, but um, you know, the, they were talking about you know pet owners claiming that they'd found foreign objects in their pet food and all that sort of stuff, and it sort of um, has then kicked up a, a whole lot of uh, debate and um, and interest in around in and around the standards of what goes into producing pet food. Yes, um, yes. So... Um, I think there's some mentions of some plastics in food and I think someone from the industry came out and who used to work in the industry 
saying, oh, you know, lots of, you know, for, uh, I don't know, something horrible, like a sheep had an ear tag that would just go into the food, the plastic oh, from, wow. from the ear tag. I think there was mentions of that sort of thing. And Crikey. I don't know how you know, sort of inflammatory or biased it was. I really, mm. really don't know. But, yeah, so th- I think that was some of the comments which, and they showed some kibble that looked like it had you know, flecks of um, of plastic in it. Yeah, but right. But no yeah. mentions of brands or anything. So, yeah, so yeah. we're stu- still open to any sponsor of... of yeah. <laughs> Especially ABC 730, oh, even yeah. though we didn't watch a video. No, you know? <laughs> it's always an eye view. Yeah, oh, sure. oh, it's always yeah. there. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I, I usually get stuck on watching Adam's Wan yeah. stuff when I go to uh, eye view. Well yeah, done. There you go. I love See it. That? Seamless. Yeah. Hey, Seamless. Hit us up on Twitter, Adam. There's yeah. another plug. <laughs> Check out Squinters. It's, it's not available anymore, but I'm sure he's got something else coming It'll out. It'll come so back along yeah. at some stage. Get um, it from all the legal sites. Oh, no, don't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> some pirate st- yeah. shop or something. Yeah, don't do that. So they were talking about... Uh, the the fact that there, so we do have um, Australian standards for the manufacturing and marketing of pet foods in Australia, but that it is voluntary. Yes. So so yes. what that means is that while their standards are there, you can take them a bit more as an advisory thing, or just use them to you know keep the toilet door open if you really want to. Yeah, you know? there's no obligation to abide by them, is there? You Not know, at you're all. a member of the is it the Pet Food Industry Association PFIAA? Yes, that's right. And yes, they've yep. they've got the the standards, but no, in, under no way there's no legislation. They're not mandatory. You know, you can abide by them or you can just go, like you said, prop the toilet door open with them. So, yeah. And I, I think the, the AVA is really pushing to have those standards made legislation, aren't they? The I Australian think so, Veterinary yeah. Association. So try, trying to get that more culpability in order of saying, well, look, if you're going to be producing and selling pet food, well, then you need to conform to uh, you know, to these standards. Yes, um, and yes. um, I was actually talking to um, one of the uh, – because uh, I was uh, – you know, just trying to work out, okay, right, so if we've got these things, well, then, you know, which pet foods are, you know, I mean, because this would be something that really the companies that are abiding by this, they should have that, you know, right out there on front street. Yeah, they should have it know. out there yes, saying, yes, we, we conform abide by to yes, this, you yes. know, um, and, um, and so I was talking to uh, one of the companies that, we, um, that we've been using some of their, uh, their food from, um, Trick, we mentioned it probably could. No, 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 save it. Save it. Save it, sponsor us, save it just we, in yes, case. Yes, yeah, yes um, that's right. Um, but um, so they, these guys, they produce um, dog rolls um, and, yep. and really um, are actually quite excited by the, a lot of their foods in that they're um, you know, quite a good option for dogs and cats when you're looking for um, specific you know, um, protein things. And so I rang up there. Yeah, and allergen said, stuff. I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, and, 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 and so I said to these dudes, uh, um, so I rang them up and said, look, you know, we've got this email. Do you guys, so the um, uh, the Australian standard AS5812 of manufacturing and marketing of pet food, I said, you guys conform to that. And they said, look, not only do we conform to that, but we conform to all the human stuff as right, well. Right, so, human so, grade. Yeah, yeah okay. So, so yes. we, we get human grade meat. We've got a human grade setup. Right. We've got HACCP, we've got HACCP um, programs. We've got um, Prime Safe, which is right. the, the human um, the human one. That's all the standards that we go for. So, yeah, we do this other one, but we just go above, above and beyond. And beyond. And yep. I think most of the, the reputable bands yep. do conform, definitely voluntary to those standards. Yep. And imagine they do go above and beyond it. I guess the thing that, that worries me a lot is 
You know, I've had clients when I've been at clinics who've come up to me and go, oh, I'm starting my own little pet food business, you know. I've been making sort of, you know, dog food for my dog for the last five years. Yes. I'm now start, you know, marketing that as, as a new new pet food range. It's yeah. like, well, so what standards have you got with what's going on that food? Oh, no, it's all human grade. I do it at home and I make it up. And that's all fine. Yeah. But are you, you know, that's not the really strict regime perhaps that needs to be abided by, by you know, all, the, all these... Um, all the pet food manufacturers. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I—I'll be honest. Um, I, I have enough things to read before I go to sleep to help me, you know, go to sleep. I don't have to read the uh, the specifics of the Australian standard. You haven't gone through it, mate. I have. I'll be, I'll be hand Robbie, on heart, Lewis. Eyes, where, I'm sorry. Where is your commitment, Where's Robbie? The commitment? I know. It's fallen down this I'm week. Sorry. Too many late nights. Too watching many late soccer. nights. Watching soccer. That's right. <laughs> you know, been out there with my vuvuzela. You know. <laughs> Blowing the vuvuzela, the yeah, and the kids going, Dad, stop blowing your stupid oh. trumpet. Um, so now, I, well, I haven't read it myself, but that's something. I, so I guess you know where people are getting a bit jumpy as far as is my pet food okay? Well, you can ring them up and you can say, do you conform to this standard? Because if they're not conforming to that standard, and that is a voluntary and minimum standard. Yes. I'd probably be giving someone else my money for my pet yeah, food. And sure. I think the interesting thing with this is that if it does come in as um, as standard and not voluntary, um, the people that then sell, you know, the, 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 the boutique dog food treats and things like that at farmers markets, I wonder whether or not those guys are going to have to come in for it as well, you know. It's going to be interesting to see what comes from yeah, it. Yeah, it might, might really sort of split, split the wheat from the chaff a little bit, I think. As yeah. To, you know, but but good, good stuff, mate. Good, we'll see what comes good, from there. Good story. Great. What You've else have you got on? research on it. No, and, absolutely. Uh, it's right a, at the cutting what, edge there. Like I say, mate, it's a sous-son, a little <laughs> bit of information, you know. So if you want to know more... Uh, yeah, check, do check, some research yourself. Check, check the ABC <laughs> 7.30 report. And, uh, <laughs> no, we're certainly on top of that there. I think you know, the AVA, the Australian Veterinary Association, they're pushing hard to get those uh, that that those regulations mandatory. Yeah. And I think the indication that the AVA is on top of that is, is fantastic. And good yeah. for, certainly good for, for the pet food industry and dogs and cats as a whole. Well, but the, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah what I want to talk of, of animals eating the wrong stuff, mate. Yes. What do you, do you see got? the article Herald Sun this week? Uh, sinister cause behind Victoria's drunk kangaroos. No. Yeah. Bring it on. Bring it so on. So there's a simple cause behind a spate of drunk kangaroos seen struggling to stand or hop in Victoria. Goon bags. Well. Well, that's yes. Goon bags. Yeah, goon bags, goon, goon bags. The kids have been sprung out in the back of the, you know, out in the country of Victoria, maybe out behind the footy club. They've been sprung. They've had to leave the goon bag behind and the kangaroos are gone and started playing spin the bag around the, the hills hoist themselves. Oh, well, I thought you were saying that these kids have run off like kangaroos. And everyone's gone, look, the kangaroos are drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but that's got me thinking, you know, like you know, the boxing kangaroo. Yes, it's, it's a it's an iconic symbol of Australia. Yeah, is that just they they've just gone out in the paddock and they send these two drunk kangaroos going, I love you, mate. And next minute they're, oh, let's punch on. What did you say to yeah, me? Oh, I said I loved you, mate. <laughs> well, don't look at me like that. So that's where they've got the boxing kangaroo from. The couple of drunk kangaroos out in the paddock sparring up. And then they get a bit punchy. Yeah, a couple a of beers and they pun- get a bit punchy. Punchy on the P one double S, shall yeah. we say? <laughs> The animals are seen with lolling or shaking heads, unable to hop without staggering to the side, falling and often struggling to stand or move at all. Wow, yeah, righty-o. So it's in the area it's been is Heathcote 
this is in Mel in Victoria. Yes, yeah. Uh, around Melbourne, Heathcote, Yanyin, and Sunbury. Right. And what it is is, is these these kangaroos have been eating a grass um, that uh, eating phalaris or canary grass which is used in pastures for livestock. And at this time of the year, it produces a toxin. Right, okay. That makes them appear to be drunk. So, look, if you're driving past and you, you see a, a mob of kangaroos that do appear to be dr- uh, drunk, yeah. just just pull over. Perhaps perhaps pop a, pop a barocca. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but perhaps leave a few barockas. You've got some pop them in. Just leave some, just crumble yeah, them on yeah, the grass. That's right, yeah. Just you know, let them just sleep it off and... Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and <laughs> At kebabs, do they have anything in there about treating them with kebabs? Funny, like a late you, should night kebab? funny you should say that. They, they they've set up a, a, a caravan, right? Yes. Kebab caravan in the in the paddock. Nice, and, yeah. And the kangaroos all they're thankfully uh, recovering well after the the big bend of the night before. Well, that's um, and and do you think that they'd more go for maybe a falafel? Maybe a falafel would be a bit more up their alley from a herbivore point of view. Oh you know? yeah, there's no meat in a falafel, is there? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think it has a proper falafel. Yeah. Well, that'd be it. That's that's uh, that, that's pretty good. Cool. Well, I thought you when you um, well, the other thing then I wonder is whether or not have koalas been doing this all these years as well. But just the fact they've got their furry bums just wedged inside of a fork in a tree that means that they don't even look drunk. Yeah, that's well, that's a kangaroo's problem because they're out still on the flat, out on the land. They actually look a lot worse. Yes. But if they were just porched on a on a seat like a drunk uncle, like a, like a koala is. <laughs> No one's going to know any difference. No, no, spot on. So, but I guess it, 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 it is important if you do see kangaroos in these areas that are acting that way. There is a mention in the article. Perhaps contact your local wildlife group because um, there's some concern that if they're not able to hop properly, they might get attacked by dogs or foxes, or be prone to starvation. So, um, so certainly contact your wildlife local wildlife rescue group. Yeah, um, to, to to help out the poor drunk boxing kangaroos. That's fantastic, mate. That's a that's dynamite. Yeah. So this well this week's disclaimer yes is actually brought to us by my daughter April. So take it away, April. All advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please feel free to let us know if we've missed anything. Gee whiz, mate. You know, I mean, acute, absolutely. But here you go outsourcing all my, all my work, you know. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to start outsourcing everything, you know what's what's going on. You know, Joy, she can come in. She can do the uh, do the rest of the pod too. I mean, you know, she's she's got much better mic craft than me. You I, know, I have to honest, mate. I did put the ad on Air Tasker. I did, yeah. And yeah. that was the only reply I got was my daughter. <laughs> Well, at least if you're going to be putting her into child child labour and stuff, mate, are you, are you relieving some of her other chores? You know, have you you know have you let her uh, let her do that? Are you letting her slide on uh, yeah, cleaning the yeah, room or the yeah, dishes or something? I did say, well, this week you don't have to do the bins. Oh, nice. Don't they clean the bins out? And uh, and uh, yep, no, no, no washing all cars. Fantastic. Just, just my car this just week. Your car. Yeah, just my car this week. <laughs> no. No, she wanted to do it, so all good. So Fantastic. That's nice a bit one. of a step up to the to the other members of our families. Absolutely, to, yeah. To uh, take the reins and give us a disclaimer next time. Well, well, I'll let Camille listen to it and see whether or not she can actually uh, you know, see if she wants to have a crack at yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. For next time. Yeah. So, now we're into the meaty part, mate. 
you're going to bring us home for part two of this separation anxiety yeah, because that let, was that was some it. cracking stuff that you're bringing up last week, mate. If you if if you haven't heard it yet, go back and listen to uh, episode uh, fifteen, part one of separation anxiety because this is gold, listeners, gold. Yeah, this is some good stuff. So look, let's just obviously we like Robbie said we talked about in the last episode a fair bit. So separation anxiety, um, it's basically anxiety separated from an owner. Like one particular owner, or or um, or it can be a whole any human. Yep. Um, and you know there are a lot, lots of different sizes. There's, there's the howling, the barking, the pacing, destructiveness, uh, toileting in the house, um, and sometimes even we didn't mention this last week. It can be uh, it can be started by a, a a complaint from the council about barking. Right. It can be the first sign that you've got a problem, or or even sometimes you get a letter from the neighbour. Yes. You know, yep. Sometimes that's anonymous, or usually always anonymous, actually. Yeah. Um. And and what I say to people, if you do get that council complaint, is obviously you're seeking help. You go to your vet, who's perhaps got a bit of interest in behaviour or, yep. or a behaviourist, um, and, and getting some help. Um. But uh, you know, the video really helps with that. So yeah. if you start videoing. And you take a video and, and you're finding they're only making a noise, you know, irregularly or intermittently, then that, that can help you to know, all right, that, co- that that complaint perhaps is not as, you know, I've got some evidence to give back to the council. Yep. But also gives you an idea when you're starting treatment, is it helping? Is, yes. the, is it getting better? And sometimes also if, you, if you're getting the help and you've got that letter from your neighbour, he's, he's actually writing a, a letter yourself saying, look, oh, thanks, for, thanks for letting me know. I've got onto a behaviour vet that is it's under under the the, the tutelage of Doctor Lewis Kirkham, yes, or, you know, um, or somebody else who knows more, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you know, send that send that letter out to them and just post in the in the all the letterboxes around your area, yeah, and say look, I'm, I'm getting some help, and that often just yes lets people sort of back off a little bit, realise you're trying to help and and and, and do the right thing, yep. So we talked about last week. You know, there are three areas as far as the treatment goes. Um, for for uh, for separation anxiety, and the first one we we're talking about was behaviour modification. Yep. And we mentioned, you know, the punishment is um, is something that that we really try and avoid. These yeah. dogs are anxious, um, and and tempting to try to catch them in the act of of, of, of what are they doing and saying, "Oh, bad dog," and you know, telling them off. It's just going to make them more Worse. anxious. And yeah. And we talked about, you know, the the somebody or last week scared of clowns. Yes. And you see the clown and you yell at them, stop being scared of the clowns. Yep. It's not gonna help. It's just gonna make them worried about how you're gonna yell at them. Yes, yeah. And yeah. And, the, and the visual of the clown. So in the similar vein, and we didn't sort of mention are they sh- the sh- the shock or the, the static pulse or the electric shock collars or oh, the citronella, the citronella collars. Yes. Yeah. So in the same sort of vein, if you've got a dog that is barking because it's anxious of being left alone. Yep. Those collars are all about punishing the dog. Yeah. And while they may suppress the barking, they're not treating the underlying anxiety. And you're potentially making the dog worse by mm. actually using that collar because you're not addressing the underlying anxiety. And these guys do get worse over time. Yeah. They don't get better in general over time because every time they have an anxious episode, it changes you know, neurochemical connections in the brain and sets them up that... Um, that they're going to be more anxious the next time yeah. that, that, that you leave. And, and a lot of people say, oh, you know, these house soiling and I come home and he's, he's got a guilty look on his face. 
Yeah. He knows he's done it. He knows he's, he's yeah. done the wrong thing. And there's a really cool little study, I think we may have talked about it before, but it was a study involving, um, done by Alexander Horowitz um, from o, uh, overseas, fantastic sort of behaviour yep. uh, person, does some wonderful stuff. And he did a study where he, um, he got owners to give dogs a treat on the floor. Yep in a room and tell the dog that no you know you're not allowed to touch the treat i'm going to sort of you know uh, you have to leave the treat alone yeah and what they then did is the owner left the room and then the examiner came into the room and either took the treat away or fed the treat to the dog yeah um and then went out and said to the owner and said uh, you know um, to the owner whether or not the dog had eaten it and lied. Yeah, made okay. It, you know, right. Yes, yeah. it ate it. No, it didn't eat it. Yes, it left it. Whatever. Yeah. It lied to them. And so the owners came back in and if the dog, if the treat wasn't there, yeah. the owners punished the dog and told, reprimanded the dog and told them off. Right. And so they took videos of all this stuff and everything. And, yeah. and so obviously there were some dogs, yes, that had eaten and, and yes. yeah, they, yeah, they got reprimanded. But there were some dogs who were reprimanded for the, the researcher taking the treat away. Yeah, right. And they looked at the videos and the only times the, the dog showed that guilty look was when the owners reprimanded them. Right. So if they had eaten the treat, the dog had eaten the treat and the researcher had said, no, they hadn't eaten the treat. The yep. owner came back in, happy as Larry, you know, joy with the dog, yeah, no guilty great? look. Everything's fine. Yeah, everything's yeah. fine, no guilty look. So that's similar with the, with the dog poo and the, and the weep. I just think, oh, they know they've done the wrong thing. Well, they don't know. It's your response that causes that guilty look. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. So, look, yeah, uh, punishment, it's really something to try and avoid. Yeah, but, yeah. But moving on, the next sort of thing we had, we had three areas of treatment, the behaviour modification, environmental changes, and medications. Yeah. If we look at environmental changes, we're talking about every departure makes them worse. Yes, yep. So if you can put the dog into doggy daycare, or you can have someone come and house sit, you can take the dog around to Nana's house yes, to watch yep. for the day or, or maybe even a neighbour. Yeah, now, yeah. I've heard some people who they've had the neighbour complain about the barking and they put a letter out to, to everyone around and then the anonymous neighbours actually come forward and said, oh, well, hang on a sec, I'm home during the day. Yeah, right. Your dog just needs company. Let your dog into my place so I can keep them company yep. and then we're not barking. And it's, yeah. so it's, it's a beautifully solved solution in, yeah. in that sort of way. Some owners might get a you know a walker dog walker to come in during the day, which can help them as yes. well. And then also with the walking stuff, I do tell owners to um, to try and give the dog a walk before they leave for yes. the day, um, and and a little bit some on lead, some off lead. Yep. So when they're off lead, obviously they get a more aerobic sort of exercise. Yeah, yeah. Maybe when they're on lead, they're more likely to sniff and get some mental. Stimulation. stimulation as well yeah, so it yeah. gives them some really you know good varied amount um but i tell people only to do that if the dog seems calmer yeah when it comes home right some yep. dogs you take for a walk and they come home and they're just so hyper they're amped yeah. they're just yeah. they're flowing with adrenaline mm. and they just go that's it we just mm. want to go crazy and yeah. if they don't settle down with about five minutes returning home you probably it's not the ideal thing for that dog yeah, to have right. that calming, you know, that walk to calm them down before you leave. And look, I, for dogs with separation anxiety, walking is really important anyway. Yes, yeah. So yeah. I do, on a, at a minimum, suggest you know twice a day walking for about twenty minutes. Yeah, is is a real go to sort of, sort of scenario. Yeah, yeah. And then as well, I like to use a lot of food based around. Uh, owners getting ready in the morning. Yep. And owners leaving in the morning. So most most. People put food in the bowl. Yep. Dog might go and eat the food. And it's gone within 
you know, 15, 20 seconds yep. all, all over. So Just gone. Yeah. yeah. So we like to use like the food release devices. So, yep. you know, Colgan stuff with um, with food, with highly valued food, maybe yep. wet food that's been frozen or some of the some of the toys like a Buster Food Cube. I mean, there's a yep. whole range of, of toys. And a lot of people I go and say, oh, yeah, we give him a Kong. Yep. And he doesn't like it. It's like, okay, so is there any food associated with it? No, no, no. It's just, just a Kong. Kong. Just get, right, okay, so it's a piece of rubber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> ah, it's, here it's, you go, kids. I know you're bored. Have a tyre. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Have a tyre. Yeah, yeah, have a tyre that's stapled to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not moving anywhere. It's What are you going to do with that? So associate everything with food, you know. Use yeah. some, some uh, peanut butter, you know, some Vegemite, but ideally remove that food bowl. Yeah, yeah. And give all the food that you're going to give. If it's dry food, it goes in some sort of treat ball or a uh, Buster Food Cube that yep. I really like. Or even there's a company, Aussie Dog Toys. Right, yeah. some some fantastic stuff for the zoo, for yeah. the enrichment of animals. But a really, really long, um, uh, long lasting, durable toys. You know, they've even got things like Staffy Balls that, yeah, that right. guarantee Staffy will not pop. Right. Oh, there so, you go. So, Gee yeah. whiz. Yeah, so using those sorts of things. Some people say, oh, my dog, it won't, won't eat at all you yeah. know, in the mornings. And, and that might be the case. And if your dog's not eating at all in the morning because they're so anxious yeah. or eating at all when you're leaving, that's when we often think it's a bit more severe and we might start some medication yeah, to, okay. to, to, to get into that. So Because the dogs are so stressed that they're just not thinking about eating. They're spending more time stressing than thinking about actually yeah. eating. Because, I mean, really, when dogs eat, they, sh- they should give them a good feeling. We all feel good when we eat. So if you're so stressed that you're not thinking about eating... You know, it's, uh, I mean, you see it with humans with um, mental health issues as well. You know, yeah. There's certain, you know, like anorexia nervosas and things like that. Yeah. You know, that sometimes if you're that stressed out, you're just not thinking about eating. Yeah. And, and these dogs often, they won't eat any of the food the whole time the owner's away. Yeah. And they're going to say, oh, as soon as we open the door, he runs off to his bowl and gobbles his food down, you know. <laughs> so, so it's that full release sort of scenario of, yeah. of, 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 and you can tell. So, some sometimes in those situations, if it's severe, it's, it's more likely that we'll need some medication yep. to help with that. Um, but but I like to get you know people to start using those food devices when they first get up in the morning to try and distract the dog in a separate area. Yeah, keep them sort of occupied. And you might have a routine where we get up in the morning. I take the dog for the twenty minute walk. Yeah, we come home. I give it a food and a cong that's in this in the second room. Yeah, you know, and I'm and I can get ready. And then as I'm leaving, I'll give them the Buster food cube with their dry food. Yeah, and maybe another cong that's that's filled with peanut butter. And and then we go out the door. And so yep. the idea being that the dog's totally distracted and preoccupied. Yep. Um, and you might say, bite them quietly, just walk out. No, you no don't big, make a big deal of exactly. it. It's just, yeah. And and then at that point as well, they're, they're then associating your departure with something good happening too. Spot on, you mate. You know, it's, yep. it's not just the, you know, leaving then means that it's all doom and gloom now. I'm here by myself and oh my goodness, how long you know, are they ever going to come back? Suddenly it's like, hang on, I get to Mr. Red this Kong that's full of peanut butter here. This is fantastic. Yep. Yep. You know, so yep. make, and then makes, you're away. Make some good associations. Yeah, spot on. And the other thing, you know, as far as environmental change, I mean, there's a lot of stuff as you know, as well that I guess when I do a consult we talk about. But the other one I often talk about is for dogs that are destructive, mm. sometimes uh, crate training them is, is a really, really yeah, good okay. option, you know. And it means 
the idea of a crate train is it's essentially a large enclosure that the yep. dog goes into. And a lot of dogs really find that comforting, particularly anxious dogs. Yeah. Um, you might cover the whole thing over except for sort of one opening so they can sort of see out. Um, and, and you do need time, though, to train them to go into that trait and not be anxious in there. You know, yeah. if you're putting the dog in there and it's flipping out in there and you're coming home and it's doing as much destruction in there, yeah. it's really not the situation it's that you want. not the jam. Yeah, no, so, no. so it's a real gradual sort of thing. And so crate training, you know, there's a lot of information on the net about it. Um, it's used a lot in North America, perhaps more than in Australia. Yeah, okay. But really a fantastic thing to have at your availability, particularly if you've got a puppy, Yeah, teaching them the crate's a safe place to go into yes. and, and a really, really good safe. So... Um, then for the more perhaps moderate to severe cases or, or actually any case, I suppose, but we'll definitely use medications. You know? Yeah. Uh, big fan of medications because it is anxiety-based. We know that these medications work really well. Yep. Um, we've got a lot of newer medications now that... Um, um, that uh, some of them are uh, what we consider perhaps more natural remedies. Yeah. So you've got your pheromone collar, your adaptal yep. collar, um, or a diffuser that you can yes. plug in that's for really mild anxieties. We've got the Zilkeen, yep. uh, which we talked about a few podcasts ago, yep. um, which is the uh, milk uh, substrate that you can you can feed to these dogs. Yeah. And it's known to call, have a calming effect yep. like milk does on, on the newborns of, uh, yep. of babies. And then we've also got uh, some the hard hitters, the, the 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 medication that really helps with those serotonin levels. Yep, your more neurotransmitter ones, the ones that are changing the chemistry in the brain. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. And, and and the old most of them, well, most of them, not all of them, but most of them work along the lines of serotonin. And the fact that if we can increase serotonin levels in the brain, that can have a calming or an anxiolytic, anxiety-lowering effect um, and make the the animal more calmer when we leave. And and that works in that serotonin is more of a calming neurotransmitter, isn't it? So if you're trying to increase your serotonin, then you're increase your serotonin and then you're trying to calm the overall yeah, that's yeah, the overall yeah, brain yeah, activity exactly so you know not not all the medications work on serotonin there's some that work in other ways but but we only root them into perhaps a long acting longer term medication yep which the most common one we use for separation anxieties is human prozac yep in a dog form fluoxetine yep. fluoxetine yep and then there's the sort of shorter acting medications that you might give an hour before you're going to leave yep and they can last for six to eight hours yeah um and and a, 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 a yeah short acting they, they're within the hour whereas the fluoxetine can take up to two months to get to a steady state where yeah. they're going to be helping helping your dog, so so they're in those emergency medications that are shorter acting, yeah, um, that, that that we can use, and some of those are uh, trazodone or clonidine, yes, um, yeah, and and we'll often use those first up while we're starting the fluoxetine and waiting for that to to, to take time to kick in, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I call those ones my pinch hitter ones, yeah, yes. they're, they're the ones where you you'll start your your fluoxetine, Lovan, Prozac, yeah, they're all the same thing, but you know, starting that as you're well, this is our long term play but we need the pinch hitter we need something that's going to come in and get us started because otherwise you know you're not going to be getting anywhere in a short period of time exactly you know? so, and, and yeah. owners owners often they need that solution you know we talked last week about that dog that had warts yes and they'll go to doggy daycare because the dog had separation anxiety yeah and now because it had warts it wasn't allowed to go to to um to doggy, doggy daycare, daycare yeah. so um 
and they needed a solution, you know. Yep. You know, we need it fixed now. We're going to work on Monday. So, yes. Yeah. So it's really and th- it's really about trying to find some medication that's going to help those animals. Yeah. So they can have some good experiences. Yeah. Of, of the owners leaving and coming home. Yeah. And some good experiences we're able to enjoy some of those highly valued food that, that that we can. Some good experiences so we're more receptive to the behaviour modification or the training. Um. And and people sort of say, are these medications long term? Well, I say. Yes, they may be long term. Yep. If they're helping your dog. Yeah. So I'll normally say, look, let's do a three month trial. Yep. And then those three months will start weaning off some yes. of those medications, you know, if they're helping. Yeah. Um, and then if we find we wean off and we're videoing all the time, we find we get a worsening of the behavior, the dog's anxious again. Well, yes, we have to increase the dose again. Yep. So yes, yes, it is a long term yeah. sort of thing. And I get a lot of people saying, I don't want to drug my dog. I don't like the idea of my dog taking drugs. Yeah. Well, that might be the case. But if these drugs are aimed at making your dog less anxious so they're enjoying the time while you're away yeah rather than being totally worried totally anxious the whole time yep you're actually making their life a better life yeah and i'm not looking for a dog that is you know is totally sedated no 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 you don't want to get to the point where you have to push them around in a wheelbarrow that (laughs) that's not plan a no exactly it's like you know you just want that karma um dog that's that's not getting as anxious um and and you know uh, not having the side effects of sedation and yes, so that's yep. what we look for you know if, if your dog's sedated you're saying oh we tried that medication and just bombed them out yeah well you need to try it again perhaps on a low dose yes you know, absolutely or, or talk yeah. to your vet about it it's not just a it is, can be difficult to get the right dose for mm. these medications they're not a hard and fast this will work for your dog yeah yeah um so they can be a little bit of um of manipulating and playing with doses until we get it right. But but separation anxiety is something that we can treat easily, mate. For sure. And I think the, the big thing is there's such an interplay between um, – you're dealing with something that is so complex, you know, the, 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 this issue, the anxiety problem with the neurotransmitters that's in the brain, the things that are setting those things up. And we're trying to help to modulate that with medication at the same time as while the dogs are being exposed to the things that are setting them off. You can't expect that it's going to be like uh, antibiotics. You've got an infection. We're going to treat you with this antibiotic. that's yep. going to get into the tissue at this dose. So treat them every twelve hours, and it's problem solved. Yep. That's not it. You yep. know, you're 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 treating a, a a more nebulous disease with a more nebulous medication that takes some refinement. And, and it does take a little bit of art in the science of trying to work out, right, well, what's the right dose? What are the right behavior modification techniques to use for each pet? And it's not a one-size-fits-all yeah. approach. It was like, you know, we're looking more and more at these sort of issues as being mental illnesses. Yes. So, yep. you know, it's a big field in human medicine now, obviously really expanding in human medicine, and that's filtering down to our animals. Absolutely, But yeah. we're seeing these more as a, as a mental illness. Yep. And to get the treatment right, right it's not you're right it's not a cookie cutter thing for every individual animal just like it's not for humans yeah there's a whole different range of things that 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 can be used and and uh and what might work for one family or one dog or one situation just won't work for the next one so yeah yeah yeah. and and you might find that what works for your dog for separation anxiety may not then be enough for thunderstorm phobia so you know so you're, you're dealing again with this this 
that you've got the underlying disease but different manifestations at different times. So sometimes you need to have a playbook for those different situations. Yeah. So yeah. The, the, when you're talking to your vet about it and your vet says, well, look, this is a complex thing and it's going to take us a little while to get it under control. Well, that's probably because it's a complex thing and it's going to take a little while to get it under control. <laughs> so so run, <laughs> run with them on it because, you know, the, your vet's plan is to try and get you and your dog's quality of life that much better. Yep. But it ain't going to happen straight away. And so a lot of a lot of these things have been going on for a while. You know, it's yes. been simmering around for a while. You know, oh, yeah, you know, he's always had sep- you know, some issues with separation, but it's been okay. But then we moved into state. Yep. And now we've, you know, luckily we've moved into the Waverley Animal Hospital area. And we're seeing yes. we're, we're seeing Robbie now. Yes. And and things things have really kicked off. So the separation anxiety has been simmering for the last seven years. Yeah. But now suddenly with the move, bang, it's really it's really escalated. So, so for yeah. us to flick a switch and say, let's turn back seven years. There's a lot that's been under the bridge there. So so it does need a bit of time sometimes, but often we can get on top of this pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Good so, stuff. Yeah, so certainly hit up your vet if you, if you, you know, or hit us up on the socials. Absolutely. You know, if you've got any questions or thoughts about separation anxiety, and and, let and, us know. and because this is such a big topic that so many times we get questions on inside of our 15-minute consult, that if you've got a question or something like that and you're not sure, hit us up for it, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll you know, dance around and point you in a direction or, you know, give you a little bit of ideas. On medications or what you know, or what the medications do, absolutely. So yep. give give us a give us a question because it is common. You know, so many. I'd, I'd love to see the you know of a hundred consults that we do. Yes, the number of times that people. In fact, we should probably do it. We should probably you know, in the in the next you know couple of weeks, just every consult where somebody mentions something that's a behavioural thing, just put a little tick there. Yes. You know, and yes. that thing of where when you see the data of you know that one in ten people have got depression, or you know, um, one in three people are going to have a mental health illness through their through their. Well, life. that's a, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. it's the same with animals. I think we say sort of thirty percent of the animal population have some sort of anxiety based issue yeah. or behavior behavior problems so yeah, yeah. so um it's certainly something to keep keep on top of it yep. so and it's nothing that's wrong with your dog and it's not that you've done anything wrong it's yes. not you know you you haven't caused your dog to have heart disease you haven't caused your dog to have diabetes exactly. you haven't caused your dog to have mental health problems yep. But we can do something to make their, yeah. their, their, their life and your life better. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. even if you have done something wrong, something, it doesn't yes. matter. It's all in the past. Yeah, and, we're and there we, help we, for the future. You rule a line under it yep. and, we, and we move on and yep. we get on with yep. it. Yeah, exactly. If you've been sure. using, the, the say, the shock collars or you've, you know, using the citronelle collar and you think, oh, gee whiz, you know, it doesn't matter. Take it off. Take let's, it off. Chuck it in the let's bin. Let's try again. Yeah, yeah let's go <laughs> something else. <laughs> Alrighty, mate. Cool. Now, That's I, great. I reckon we need to move on to mailbag. I think we're yep, mailbag. Uh, we're, no problems at all. Time here, so no, I think that's good. That, that was worthwhile spending time on that topic. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so mailbag, hot button. Oh, mate. Now we got got a got a message on Instagram from. Uh, oh, do we allow to say who it is? I guess we are. Uh, we might we might leave it. We got a message on Instagram. I got a so. message on yep. Instagram. Yes. Hi yep. guys. Do you have any advice on vet? Negligence. Mm, yeah. Yes. Now, a different hot button topic. Uh, doesn't occur. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> my 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 cousin with his dog unfortunately experienced that recently and wants to take some action. Thanks so much. Now, this is this is really difficult and something I'm I'm very passionate about. I think yeah. in that uh, 
a lot of this is is related to what we sort of not not what we do with vet, vet negligence every day. Yeah. But quite commonly we feel we deal with clients that are perhaps disgruntled, yes, or emotional yep. or feel like something has gone wrong. Yep. And that the vet missed a diagnosis or made an incorrect diagnosis or gave the wrong treatment. And it happens in the medical profession. Sure does. It yep. happens in the veterinary profession. Yep. And the first thing I always say to anybody who, you know, and this person is contacted on Instagram is, 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 and I'm sure you would too, Robbie, is yep. go back to the vet. Absolutely. You know? The number one thing is go back and talk to the vet involved. Yeah. Exactly. Communication. Yeah. Really, really. And this goes for any vets or vet students that are listening mm. to the show as well is, is the first point of call is to pick up that phone and talk to the vet that you've got a problem with and, yep. and say, look, yeah, I, I really felt that what you did there, why did you do this or why mm. did you do that? And give the vet an opportunity to, to explain it to you yes. because there's a lot of stuff that uh, you know owners feel that they know what happened when perhaps they don't fully understand. It's going to yeah. be emotional, particularly if it involves perhaps the, the, uh, a vet, uh, vet, an animal passing away. Yes, yep. A very emotional time and it can get, you know, hard to understand what the vet's saying, they're yes. using big words, et cetera, et yeah, cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're, you're only taking 10% of it in because you're not, you know, you've you got the emotional um, filters on and you're just going, crikey, hang on, I'm not quite sure how much of it I'm taking in. So, yeah. so ringing up and having a chance of saying, what happened here? Uh, first off, yeah, I'm, I'm not happy. You yep. know, these are the reasons why, but I want you to try and explain to me what's going on. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you, know, you, you might want to make a, an actual consultation. Yeah. You know, maybe it's just you and the vet. You want to book off that 15-minute time. I mean, no vet's going to charge for that yeah. to have a chat. If, you, if you're having trouble getting on the phone or you really want to do it face-to-face. Yeah. Or, or if you can't do it face-to-face, write an email. Yes, send, absolutely. Send them a letter. You know, we'll, we'll respond to those things. And, um, and, and I guess then if you feel that that, that trust or that communication is damaged with the vet, try another vet at the practice. Yes, yep. You know, is there someone else I can talk to at the practice? Yep. Uh, you know, talk to one of the partners. Exactly. Talk to another senior vet that's there yep. and just say, look, you know, I'm worried that this is what's happened. And it may just be somebody else explaining it to you in a different way that allows you to understand, to allow you to go, okay, I see why this has happened. You know, it's a pain in the bum that it's happened, but I accept it and now we can move on. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, obviously probably the vet, if it's something that that's, hasn't gone to plan, the vet will be just as devastated as the owners. Absolutely. Certainly, certainly we would be. Oh, yeah. it'd be, yeah, yeah. Just, just gutting. And I, I guess then, you know, there's, um, you know, if, if that's, you're not happy with the practice and you, you've lost the communication, there's an option of going to the, another practice, you know, yep. potentially, and going to that practice and talking to a vet there and saying, look, can I get all the history and the x-rays and the blood results and everything sent over to you guys? Yep. And then you assess it and tell me what you think yeah, happened. Yep. That's, that's you know, another option that you might go. Or you know, everyone says, I've got a friend or so-and-so who's a vet. Well, it is fine to talk to them about it, but they need that back history. Yes, yeah. They need those blood results. They need the, the history. As from much context as possible. Exactly, yeah. because just saying this happened and that happened, and then the dog died doesn't yep. really give a backstory to enable just uh, an explanation or, or a discussion. Yeah. And, and certainly in Australia, um, the Australian Veterinary Association, I believe, has an option for owners to to ring up and, and talk to them about problems they have. And I think they might really do cool. mediation. I think, I'm not sure, but that would be a next point of call would be somewhere like that. Yeah. The Australian right. Veterinary Association. Um, and... And I guess the last resort 
that we always say is if communication is, is broken down, um, perhaps the AVA can't help you in that, that situation, um, is, is to contact the local, your local vet board or, or your vet you know, overseeing board and they can, they can investigate it for you and, and look into it. Yeah, but but be be aware that it's, that can be a stressful process for everybody. Yeah, involved, yeah. Um, and 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 also they will not look at any money sort of issues. So correct. Yeah, it's not a litigation thing. No. It's not. You know, it's it's that that's purely when it's coming down to has someone done something to contravene the veterinary surgeons the relevant veterinary surgeons act legislation within that state or territory yeah. so and and i think just you know, having some thought and and perhaps compassion towards the vet aspect of it that most vets are trying to do their best yeah by the animals and we're not out to, to to be be negligent i mean you know thing unfortunately things do happen yep we, we appreciate that but but geez, communication really helps you know yeah um you know if 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 i've had something that hasn't gone right with it with the owners you know um we all have that sort of thing unfortunately in our yep. job you know, i'll be the first to get on the phone and try and, and talk to the owner and really try and explain what happened yeah what what went wrong or even to you know if a, if an animal has passed away suddenly and yep. unexpectedly and yeah. things like that you know it's um th- there's always that you know i, I don't know I, I assume that the human um clinicians feel it as well but certainly for me like i all i, I wear my heart on my sleeve with yeah. the with the patients that i've seen as a vet you know and if um if, if something has not gone according to plan and it happens, we're dealing with biological systems. Not everything reads a textbook and not everything goes according to plan. Yep. Disease may not respond to medications. You know, you can get complications that you're, you're unforeseen things. You know, gee whiz, you know, like I know, I know for, for me, and you know, we've spoken about it on the podcast before as well, like I'm um, being very mindful of, of um, my mental health, you know, yep. um, w- within the profession to yep. try and make sure because I know that when these bad things happen, you know, it, it, it I take it home with me. It you hurts, know? doesn't yeah, it, mate? It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, can't, um, you, you, you can't stop but go over the things you did in your head and you know the decisions that I made at the time were the right decisions and, you know, you might be able to go through and go, well, maybe I could have done this differently and that differently and they're always going to yeah, the vet that you're dealing with is going to feel that so that's why you know speak to the vet and if they are um you know yeah remorseful as well and really sad and they can you know you get an idea that well it things went didn't go according to plan but you know they still did a you know tried their hardest yes. and they did the best that yes. they could then you know maybe that's where you leave it but you know I mean, really, the negligence things are, you know, when you're coming down to, you know, someone outwardly doing, you know, something bad, you know, or, you know, uh, willfully doing something yes. stupid or doing something outside of the, you know, the, what the, the legislation normal. allows us oh, to the do. The normal, what you'd expect from a vet, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like d- someone doing something. Like, uh, I guess one of the big things with it is, um, you know, and this is the, bringing it back to your first point, is communication. Yep. You know, not only just from the vet to you, but uh, from the vet to the pet owner, but also the pet owner back to the vet. If you're dropping your pet off for a procedure and you're not 100% sure on what in the hell is going to happen ask the questions yep. before it happens. Yeah, spot on. You know, um, 
you know, we're a service industry, you know, we are providing a service and if you're going to be paying for a service, find out what in the hell that service yeah, is, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I had a um, one that I was speaking to, uh, a client I was speaking to yesterday that um, I won't go into the specifics of it, but it's a, I, we got the dog in to do blood tests because we're doing a workup on it next week. I spent 25 minutes with that owner running through all the stuff that yep. could go on. Yep. Partly also because I hadn't actually seen the dog prior to that. Yep. It's been seen by another vet in the clinic and, and a couple of other vet clinics around as well. But I wanted to make sure that the owner knew, had all the information that they had, and then still were going out the door. It's, and if you've got any other questions... Yep. Please talk to me. Please ask me because the time to ask the questions isn't when something bad has happened and you go, I wish I had have yeah. asked that beforehand. I'm, you know? I'm, I'm surprised you, you're able to fill in the 25 minutes, mate. You're, you're a man of few words, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a Buddha, you know. I just sit there. I do a lot of listening. Oh yes, I do a lot yes. of listening, and Lewis. Reflecting yeah. and mm, yes, mm. good point. Mm. Yes, mm, yeah. Oh, all right, Excellent. guys. So that's a, that's a pretty full on question we got there. Hopefully, we've given a bit of advice on on it. You know, the Instagram yeah. person who will remain anonymous. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and and but but some some certainly some good good advice on communication. Communication, I think. communication, yes. communication. Yeah, talk to people because the you know information is power and so i said to the only essay information's power if they know what they're getting in for then that's great and what a serious podcast has been mate <laughs> i know <laughs> crikey Jeez, we yeah. touched on some topics haven't we we uh haven't had many laughs i reckon this no, one. i know yeah Jeez, oh that's that's the thing was we don't shy away from the, the from the, the the big topics here on the two vets talk pets yeah, podcast that's spot on yeah. mate yeah so, no. so if anybody wants to ask us any fun questions hey you know no idea. <laughs> that'd be great yeah. you know yeah you that's know? right yeah, if we can if we can move on to some light-hearted uh, <laughs> topics <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's 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 uh, look forward to to the next fantastic round of, of the podcast next week. Yeah, deep deep and meaningful with two vets talk pets <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, two vets deep and meaningful <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We'll turn the lights down low and, you know, wear our, wear our, our, uh, our smoking jackets yeah. and, you know, puff on a pipe. Yeah, and, you know. our sombre suits. Yes. Oh, yes, Lewis. That's mm, definitely. Yes. Oh, yes. yes, yes. Absolutely. Mm, Elementary, yeah. my dear. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. I All right, think gang. we're dead set out of time this yep. week, mate. So, uh, look, hit us up on the socials, everyone. Uh, two vets talk pets at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on uh, Go For Hole. I don't know what that is, I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Go For Hole, whack-a-mole. It's like that thing where it sticks it up and you whack that it with the head. Be, yeah, back to the Greg Norman reference. I'll yeah, see oh, where you're going, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a note to finish on, eh? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Greg Norman what, on the retina. Light-hearted, the great white shark showing off his great white thighs. Oh. Terrible. Broken internet again. The big whale tail on the great white. <laughs> the great white. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. All right. That's it for that's a wrap. I reckon. Peace out, guys. See you later. All right. See you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at VetBehaviorist. And more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.